This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinza. All right, it's that all important time once again. Oh, yeah, time again for the Decibel Geek Podcast. Here we go. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak. Man, we're going to have some fun today. Oh, yeah. We're going to learn something. We're going to have fun. This is what it's all about. And we got a special guest in the house today. Yes, our dear, dear friend, the Hollywood. Yeah, the one and only Hollywood Sonny Pooney from, God, what podcasts? I mean, there's... All, we don't have time to from, cover them all. From all the other podcasts, <laughs> Sonny Pooney is here with us today. So we're going to have some fun with that. We're going to be talking about Jeff Scott Soto. What? You don't know about Jeff Scott Soto? Well, guess what? Neither do we, but we're all going to find out here together. <laughs> oh, a we, little bit. we know he rocks, but we're going to find out just how much this guy rocks here today as we get the lesson from top to bottom from our man, Sonny. So we got so much to get to. Let's take care of the business so we can get to it and take care of these sweet reviews. Here we go. Five stars right here. This one from, comes from Pod Chaser, and it comes to us from our good friend, Victor Ruiz. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about Victor here in a second. Here's the review. Five stars. Take a cheese head and pair him up with someone that elevates him to stand at the top of the mountain and be more than just the mouth of the south. That's someone being the catalyst for an earth-shaking movement. Who isn't contractually obligated to kick ass, but just does? Together, they are a force of nature, a natural disaster waiting to envelope your ear... Waiting to envelop, envelop, is that how you say that? That's the word. That's the word. We're going to envelop your ears and with more entertainment than you can handle. Accuse them of anything you want, but the only thing they're guilty of is loving music and putting out quality shows. You feel me? Heck yeah. That's our five-star Facebook review for Victor Ruiz. Man, it don't get much better than that. A little bit of wrestling action going on in that review. Of course. (laughs) It's Vic we're talking about here. Vic the Bruiser. Yeah. Gotta love that. Man, you know, want to take a minute to talk about what's going on with Vic, about the big ear peeler deal? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is a this is a cool thing Victor's doing. Ear peeler, which if we've sung their praises for a long time, yeah. earpeeler.com. It's basically like a news site for podcasts, and, you know, they share everyone's episodes, promote shows. But, you know, it's kind of run the end of its course, and Victor decided to go out with a bang. A big bang. And he has created the... Uh, was it called the Podcast Kings Bracket Tournament? Yeah, so all the best rock and metal and music podcasts are all stuck together in this tournament, this big old tournament, and there can only be one. And this tournament has already begun. As we're recording this, right. it's, the voting First started day. today. And so there's all the different podcasts from, you know, all the ones. It, basically, it's us against Sonny Pooney. <laughs> 
Right. It's us against you know, everybody Mills. else. And Ken Mills, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that covers about 30 podcasts. <laughs> and everybody else is in it, too, you know. So we're on there. I mean, all your favorite podcasts are in there. So go on over to Ear Peeler on Facebook mm-hmm. and just scroll on down. You're going to see all the different uh, matchups from round one that are going on right now. But hurry up because you only got a certain amount of time to vote. And by the time you're hearing this, it's probably coming down to the very end of the first round. So we want you guys to get involved in this. Yes. And you know what? Vote for us. Vote for whoever you like. Yeah. You know? But vote for us because we want to win. Yeah, we do. We're even going to have a trophy made. If yeah, we I've already been uh, sized for a crown. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got to get your measurements too. Okay. I'm ready to win this cool. thing. I'm not getting a tiara, damn it, if that's what you're talking about doing. But no, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, it's just in good fun. And, sure. you know, it's a good way to turn people on to others. There's some shows on this, on the bracket list that I haven't heard yet that I'm going to check out just because I see the head-to-head matchups and i got to find out, you know, what they sound like. Right. Um, so it's going to be really cool. I think as of now for first round, we're taking on the Dig Me Out podcast, which is uh, like a 90s alternative rock podcast. Right. I've been doing a little reading up on them, and I see they did a special episode about local H's pack up the cats, so I'm going to be checking that one out. Well, you're not voting for them, are you? Well, it depends. i got to listen to this local H episode. Oh, they my did. God. And if it's really good, I mean, i just got to go with the talent, you know? Benedict Camaro. We'll see. What we, the hell? And we cover a lot of local H on our show, too. Yeah, but that's no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Does that help? I hope it helps. <laughs> we're going to make shows go to war with each other. That's right, yeah. <laughs> The drama of it all. Yeah. The, and also... Uh, Calm Ken, down, everybody. Yeah, and Ken Mills and Ian Wadley got together, and they put it out on the podcast feed, and they did like a an hour-long discussion about all the matchups, and it's pretty funny. Cool. It's, it's good I'll stuff. check that out. Yeah, it should be interesting. But yeah, get on there and vote for Decibel Geek Podcast, because we want to win. Yes. All right. I got one more review before we get into everything we got going on here today. This one comes to us from Facebook, and what? It's one star. Yeah. Oh, man. What the heck is this? Well, I guess let me read it goes a little something like this. I fucking hate this podcast. Sincerely, Voltron. Ah, okay. Damn. Well, now it makes sense. Done in by the bots again. Bastards. Well, there's your reviews. We got some business to handle before we do all that. Hey, man. Everybody really, really loved the Pantera episode last week. We had a lot of people responding to it. A lot of people digging it. Some people Pantera is just not for. Everybody else loves them. And I think everybody appreciated what we tried to do last week. Mm. It's impossible to pick the top five for Pantera. Nobody's ever going to agree to it. We'll do another top five and with completely different songs at some point, we'll just, too. Yeah. <laughs> or your idea of let's just do a top 100 songs That's by right. Pantera. Let's start now. We'll just start with the first record and just keep playing. Heck, yeah, man. We can do that with a lot of bands. But here are the people that really appreciated last week's Pantera episode as we had fun doing it as well. These are the people that went out and shared it and retweeted it, told the world, hey, these guys are talking about Pantera, and you need to check it out. These are our Geeks of the Week. Yeah, Geeks of the Week this week are James McElhenney, Growing Up Rock Podcast, Mike Tyler, Greg York, Matt Ashcraft, Scott Stein, Joshua Toomey from Talk To Me Podcast, Ian Wildley from Rock and Metal Combat, Greg Troyan, Jay Shabluski, James West, Steve Wright from Potter Than Hell, David Glenn, Adam Cox, Mike Purnell, Aaron Baker, Joseph Capone, Sean Cullen, Samuel Wetz, Andrew Jacobs, Joey Haney from Rock Strikes 10, Mikhail Burrell, Rodney Dixon, Gino Ames, Shane Aber, JJ Mack, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Mr. Shortstop, Marcelo Verzi, Sonny Pooney, Digital Killed, Bipolar Billy, and of course, 
the Mooger Fooger. That's right. Those are our people, our friends out there in the internet. They're sharing it and retweeting it, getting the word out on the streets of rock and roll about the Decibel Geek podcast. You want to help us out? Become a Decibel Geek VIP. Do your shopping on Amazon through DecibelGeek.com. Share the episodes and vote for us in the Podcast Kings Tournament. We shall rule them all. Except for Sonny Pooney. What's up, Sonny? How's it going, guys? I'm back, baby. It's awesome. Man. I'm back, baby. I'm hey, back. And you're live. in person. Yeah, live in, front of, in person. In front of your here. naked, steaming eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we met 15 months ago via Skype. Yes, we did. Is it that long? Yeah. Wow. And we've already got him in the backyard in the studio with the door closed. There, that yeah. Take much. That's a little scary. <laughs> you can check in anytime you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> Ask Jimmy Pardo, he'll tell you. Uh, nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Ace is staring at me over there. Uh, yeah. The signed Ace is staring at me, so yeah. <laughs> don't forget, you always got Baco over there. On oh, the yeah, yeah, Baco Baco's behind me. Baco's behind. got your back. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, so, you know, you approached us about, and you've been a big supporter of the Expo, so thank you for all that. And um, you're, we, we had a number of ideas for a theme show for you. And one of yours was Jeff Scott Soto songs, which... Anyone who knows Sonny knows that he loves Jeff Scott Soto. Uh, yeah, so I've been a fan, you know, ever since the mid-'80s when I first saw him live. Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't seen him live that much because he doesn't play that much in the States. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've always been a big fan, so I'm I'm excited about this episode. Well, sure. and, yeah, and we were previewing the songs earlier and, it, like, some very impressive stuff here. So uh, we're going to get an education today. Yeah, for sure. So. You know, I, I think people know the name. They just don't know possibly much more mm-hmm. about the guy. Right. Uh, so we're definitely here to teach, right? Um, the approach I took was we're really going to talk between 1990 and 2012. So the um, the story about Ingve and all that and starting at 18 and he fronted his first band at 12 and, you know, he was born in Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. You can get that from basically anywhere he's been interviewed several times there's a good growing up po- rock podcast interview yeah, yeah. we did one uh, there's a good one in, on pods and sods too so both cool. both of them did a great job steven did a great job of uh, interviewing jeff so you can get that kind of stuff but and then after 2012 people know about tso and wet and soto and sons of apollo and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but people don't really know 90 to 2012 so cool. we're going to try to take a chronological look at it cool awesome so when i first uh when I first heard about, okay, this is what we're doing, I'm like top 10. Uh, I have 620 songs on my iPod from Jeff Scott Soto. Whoa. So uh, top 10 is a little difficult, but I pretty much stayed away from the ballads. There's one, but the story was too good, so we had to stick with that one. Um, and then I try to pick stuff that uh, shows a little bit different side of mm-hmm. who he is because uh, the influences singing-wise is you know Freddie Mercury, Prince, Sam Cooke, Lou Graham, Steve Perry. So he's kind of all over the board. Band-wise, it's Queen, Van Halen, Y&T, Jackson 5, Journey, Foreigner. Right. right? So you know you get the melodic AOR hooks. That's just kind of who he is. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more R&B and funk in there, too, uh, which comes out in his music. So cool. it should be a fun episode. Yeah. Awesome. I love these ones where we get to enjoy kick-ass music that we may not have heard before, but also learn something. We're going to be smarter by the time we're done. <laughs> I don't know about that. but uh... <laughs> There's always hope. Yeah, There's yeah. always hope. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start in uh, 1990, band called Eyes. Um, kind of a weird situation here because uh, it's definitely a melodic hard rock band signed to a country label. So. Huh. Curb Records decides that they want to go and start 
Devlin and Rock in 89 or whatever, Mm -hmm. and uh, they go uh, get eyes. The issue is that, you know, it's a country label, so they didn't know really what to do with a rock uh, act at all. And this band only really lasted one album. There's other stuff out there, but it's mostly demos and covers. But everything you would want in an 80s melodic hard rock type band Mm -hmm. is in here. You'll hear in a second. And I think it was just too late. We talk about it all the time on these podcasts that, you know, if this kind of stuff comes out in 86, 87, maybe it has a real shot. In 1990, you're pushing it. Yeah, timing is a big factor. Yeah, yeah. So check this out. A great song from a band called Eyes, 1990, called Misdemeanor.
good stuff, man. Yeah, that totally sounds like one of those bands where it's like, like you said, you know, a few years earlier, this yeah. could have been a massive hit, but 1990, I don't know, it's tough, you know, can't all be Firehouse. <laughs> sounded, sounded a little Bullet Boys, Winger. We yeah, about Winger I definitely got yeah. that Winger flavor to it, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff, though. I yeah, like it. it's good stuff. So while that's going on, so he's recording the Eyes album. And Curb Records isn't giving them, they're not giving them any front, upfront money. Mm-hmm. And Jeff has a kid he's got to feed. So he's looking for other work to do. Right. A friend of his named Marcel Jacob, who was a bass player for Invade, they met in 85. Mm-hmm. Marcel's no longer with us. He, uh, he died in 2009, unfortunately. But um, So they definitely had a friendship, and Marcel is from Sweden. So he had a band that he was trying to put together called Talisman, and he wanted right. uh a good singer. He reached out to Jeff. Jeff's like, look, I'm doing this eyes thing. Well, I want you to come and do the studio work anyway. Just make some money since this curb isn't paying you anything. Right. Right. Talisman ends up being a 19 year. Wow. <laughs> 19 year band. It ended up being actually his biggest band. Yeah. The most yeah. popular band to us. Still, nobody knows who yeah, Talisman not is. Not big in the States. Right. Not big in the States at all. Yeah. So, yeah, the next song uh, that we're going to talk about is a Talisman song. It's off their second album. And it's, uh, you know, it's melodic hard rock, but when you listen to it, you're going to feel like it's a little bit of eclipse. It's going to feel yeah. like some of the stuff that you hear from Sweden now. Yeah. So, did these guys create those bands? It sounds like it. Maybe. Right? Yeah. So... Check this out. This song's called Mysterious. This time it's serious.
pretty hard to deny the influence that Jeff Scott Soto and Talisman may have had on the future generations of bands coming out of, you know, the Norse lands up there. Because, I mean, really, seriously, if you'd have told me, this is a new band, just come out of Sweden, their new album dropped yesterday, right. I'd hear that and go like, oh, yeah, that totally fits in with the stuff I'm hearing coming out of there right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, incredible. It's it. Yeah, it sounds just like something you'd hear that Frontiers would put out right now. Yeah. 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 That's highly influential over there. I just also love that this type of stuff, it's not because I was like, oh, this uh, melodic hard rock is big in Sweden right now. But like, that's proof that it, it's been big for decades. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It never went away. It just stayed popular, which is great. Yeah. It's a shame that none of this stuff came to the States because I, I saw them in 86 with Inve. Yeah. The next time I saw them was 2006 mm. with Journey. Those yeah. 20 years 20 when I years. went to tons of concerts, yeah, I couldn't see Jeff Scott Soto because he wasn't here. Man, we should all just move. <laughs> yeah, that's all great. If we can't live in Sweden. Yeah, we're not all like the Meister. Can't just yeah, uh, pick up and go wherever we want to go. Yeah. yeah, world traveler. His, his dual Canadian Sweden uh, citizenship. Citizenship. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the third song. So another character in kind of Jeff's musical life, a guy named Gary Shutt. Mm-hmm. Gary Shutt is a musician, currently lives in Florida. He's kind of a DIY guy, plays all the instruments. Uh, he's got a really cool, If you uh, and his last name is S-C-H-U-T-T. So if you look him up on YouTube, he's got some Queen songs that he's got himself pictured in four different quadrants and he's singing all the parts to oh, wow. know, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Wow. And that. Great singer. That's difficult. It's it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. But um, uh, Gary and Jeff have a musical relationship because Jeff does a lot of his own stuff. He can play keyboards. He can uh, play guitar. Obviously, he can sing, etc. Mm. But he doesn't play lead guitar. He doesn't play drums. He plays a little bit of bass. So when he wants great guitar playing, he's got it in his mind what he wants, but he might not be able to have his fingers do it. Right. So then he goes to the guys like Gary Shutt. Right? Gotcha. So this song, it actually started in 91, but it didn't really get released till 94. There was, uh, L.A. was going through a bunch of, you know, bands getting together from other bands. There was members trying to get together, trying to make something work. I think everybody was scrambling a little bit, 91, yeah. 92, 93 in L.A., trying to yeah. keep it together. Right. Um But the reason that I picked this song, it has one of my favorite lines. It's in the bridge. And uh, I'm looking at Aaron here, and I'm like, does your mind live in the gutter, or does it just vacation there? (laughs) (laughs) So check this out. It's got all the moans and groans you would want from an 80s song. Song's called Dirty Mind.
again, man, that sounds like another one. You know, a few years earlier than that, that could have been something, you know, yeah. something big. Yeah, I hear a little bit of winger in that one. Yeah. 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 Definitely rep- It's definitely got the sentiment of the late 80s, what was popular and what was moving at that time. <laughs> it's but, like nobody sings about sex anymore, like it's off limits right. now or something. But that's just wrong. Cause, yeah. Well, because all the people, all the good rock bands like that are at the age where, you know, we're getting, we're all getting older, you know? I guess we, you got to sing about Viagra yeah, now, Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> trying, to remember, trying to remember, writing songs about trying to remember what sex was like. Yeah. <laughs> I think it felt good. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> hey, can I say that, or am I going to get in trouble that that's funny? No. Oh, okay. I was just there, there's no rules like that. Oh, here. okay. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> People are going to bitch either way. Just say what you want. <laughs> All right. So our fourth pick, we're going to stay in 94. And while he's doing, this happens a lot in Jeff's career, he'll be doing several projects at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So he's doing the Gary Shut thing in 94. He's also doing a Talisman record in 94. Everybody's oh. got to pay their bills. All right. Right? Yeah. Uh, you got all kinds of people doing that now where they're in four or five bands. Yeah. Um, he, was, he, he, was a, he was a forerunner of that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Talk so, guys like Billy Sheehan how to do it. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> so this is a Talisman song. Wait till you hear the bass line on this. It is completely bonkers. Uh Talisman went from kind of like melodic hard rock and released basically melodic hard rock albums throughout their whole career. Mm -hmm. But then they would dabble in kind of that funk metal, red hot chili peppers kind of sound. They had an incredible bass player in Marcel, so they could do things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they had a singer that could sing it if they wanted to do it, right? Right. So just kind of like, it's a little bit like they're all hell's breaking loose. Um, but I think Jeff raps just a little bit better than maybe Paul did. So, okay. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I that's know. A that's, that's a challenge. Uh-oh. Uh, maybe you'll disagree. Um, but this song actually got my wife. My wife is a hip-hop rock, rap fan. She does not like rock music. Uh-huh. She's a huge Jeff fan because this song hooked her. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, check this song out. It's called Color My Ecstasy. Yeah. 
Jeff Scott Soto is the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let MC Starchild hear you talking like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> but damn, what a baseline. No yeah. kid, Just that's kill never stops either. <laughs> Just, that's wow. one you want to drive around and blast out of your with your windows down. Just to see the reaction you get. <laughs> so yeah. See how long it takes for your doors to fall off. Yeah, I know. Muffler to rattle loose. <laughs> that's great. All right, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you hear this... Um, Thing called hired gun. Mm-hmm. I would say Jeff is the dictionary definition of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, over 150 albums he's been involved with, right? He's wow. been in 15 legit bands, wow. 45 or 50 albums out there where he's done the lead vocal on the entire album. Um, he's done 15 or tw- uh, 20 tribute albums that he's been involved in. Wow. There's, uh, um, there's versions of Hush, Save Me by Queen, Shot in the Dark, So This Is Love by... Van Halen, Problem Child, Aces High, Magic, Magical Mystery Tour. Mm. Those kind of songs are all over the place They're on YouTube. You can check them out. Yeah. Um, luckily, he's got all those influences, so he likes doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you see, then you see bands like House of Lords, their first album, Striper Against the Law, Psychon Kick, their first album, Leader Alita Four Dangerous Curves, Steel Hearts Tangle in the Reins, Mitch Beloy's first album, Slaughter Wildlife, Dock wow. and Lightning Strikes Again. He did backup vocals on all those albums wow really? yeah wow i did not even know that about half those not even wow. yeah and there's tons more tons more probably a bunch that's even uncredited who knows yeah right uh-huh. so so when there is something to be had in um somebody needs a singer mm-hmm. and the fifth song that we're going to talk about it was this uh this idea that jerry dixon and eric turner from warrant are writing a bunch of songs this is 96 so we're talking belly 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 to belly period here. Right. They're writing a bunch of songs Janie doesn't like. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Janie wants to write his own songs. I don't know what Janie's got in his head. Janie's a great songwriter. Sure. Who's to question, right? Right. So Dixon and Turner go out and they go, well, we got these 13, 14 songs we want to do. Mm-hmm. So they go grab um, Butch Walker, Todd Poole, Joey no Allen, Tommy Thayer, Kelly Kiki, James Kotak, Mark Ferrari, and one of them was Jeff Scott Soto. Mm-hmm. The band's called Hollywood Underground, technically. It's got all these guest uh, hosts on it or whatever. Hollywood Underground? Hollywood Underground. Came out in 96. It's impossible to find. What what label did this come out on? Ear Candy and Paris Records were together. I I remember Paris Records. They must be... uh, Paris Records is still around. They're still around. I still got emails from them. Yeah. So... um, yeah, they're the ones who released it. It's impossible to find. I don't have it. Wow. I, I ended up getting this song on this bootleg thing that I got off of uh, eBay, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, it's it's definitely a power ballad. Um, imagine Janie Lane singing it. I would say bona fide hit. Mm-hmm. Songs called Arms of Love. Wait for the sound of you. 
totally hear that being a damn good warrant song. I mean, it's it's good the way it is, but like with the story that you tell, I could hear that. I mean, I don't unless it was just that you know I didn't write it, we're not playing it kind of thing. Right. I think that would have been a great fit for Janie Lane's vocals on that. I do wonder if it's because of that belly to belly period they were experimenting with her sound a lot. Maybe Janie was like, "This is too too true to what we used to do." Yeah. And I don't want to do it. Um, but yeah, that, I guess that's going for th- belly to belly. It'd be like this isn't weird enough. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. This doesn't alienate our fan base enough. This is too <laughs> too right up their alley. I gotta wonder: Is this going on your list? My list of what? The, the CDs that you want? Because it sounds yeah. like oh, it's yeah. totally up your alley. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm gonna start watching for it though, for sure. Especially yeah. how rare it is. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a nice one to find. It's a hard find. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. That's cool. All right, um, I gotta go to the Goodwill. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finish up without me. <laughs> All right, so that takes us halfway through the list. Are we doing the? Yeah, I'm glad you're keeping track. Okay, I don't want to mess you guys up. Since you're keeping track, and we'll go ahead and take our break. Everybody knows how it works. Every band that we play here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, whether it was all the Pantera we played last week or all the wide variety of stuff we played the week before with D-Hud on the Radio Sucks radio show, show, and all the cool stuff we're hearing here today from Jeff Scott Soto's career, we implore you to purchase the music of these artists because it's up to us to keep rock and roll alive. And like we've said, this has been the reoccurring theme here today. Jeff Scott Soto's got bills to pay. You know, he's got kids to feed. He's got things he's got to do. You know, this man is an artist and he deserves to make some money. So if you're hearing something today, you dig and it's, it moves you enough to say, hey, I want to check that out. Do your shopping on Amazon. But before you do that, go to decibelgeek.com. Click on the Amazon banner on our page. Do all your music shopping. You know, whether it's Jeff Scott Soto, Pantera, or anything else we've ever played on Decibel Geek, we know and you guys understand it's a secret that everybody knows already. Decibel Geek is just one big old infomercial. You guys know it's true. All we're doing is selling rock and roll. And with Sonny's help today, we're going to move some Jeff Scott Soto. We're going to keep him out there making money. And that means he's going to keep making music. Same with all these bands. That's the beauty of it. And when you do your shopping on Amazon, not only are you helping out these artists, but you're helping us out here at the Decibel Geek Podcast. And one of our favorite things about that is... We get the list. Okay. Amazon purchases for the past week, notable ones include somebody bought a high-performance replacement air filter for their car. Cool. A USB adapter with inline controls for communication headsets. All right. Home and Garden, somebody bought Wet and Forget, Miss Muffet's Revenge Spider Killer. Revenge. Sounds like a really weird porn movie. Uh, Sports and Outdoors, Party Animal Philadelphia Eagles NFL Banner. All right. All right. All right. Toys and Games, Hasbro Connect 4, and Jenga were bought. Classics. Classics. In music, the Struts' new album, Young and Dangerous, was purchased. I'm looking to order that in the next week myself. I like that. I like to see young, current rock bands that are making it happen and that you guys are supporting them. I love it. The Guess Who has a new album out called The The Future is What It Used to Be, and the band includes uh, Rudy Sarzo and Brian Tishy, I believe. Is it Brian? No kidding. You can chime in, Sonny. It's fine. Okay. And um, I think, is Sass Jordan part of that too? I think so. I can't remember. Maybe I'm And they're the Guess Who? They're called the Guess Who. That's insane. I got to check this out. Somebody bought Zach Wilde's Book of Shadows. That's That's a a great one. one, Yeah. Someone also bought the Angel Casablanca Year 7 CD box set. That's awesome. That's a Julian Gill from Kiss of AQ did an unboxing video of that. It looks really cool. 
That's awesome. Uh, someone bought Hailstorm. They bought Reanimate 2.0, the covers EP, Reanimate 3.0, the covers EP, and the new album Vicious. Heck yeah, yeah, baby. We, we like us Thank you, Sonny Pooney, for buying some Hailstorm. <laughs> that was not me, but I, I'm glad. You already own all that stuff. <laughs> uh, and then closing out uh, purchases this week, someone bought the Black and Blue self-titled album. Good stuff. See, it just goes to show it doesn't have to all be rock and roll, but we really love it when it is because that's what we do. That shows us that what we're doing is validated by your purchases, and you are doing your part to help us keep rock and roll alive and well, and that's what it's really all about. So check us out decibelgeek.com. You're going to do your shopping there. You're going to buy a Decibel Geek t-shirt right there, guaranteed to get you laid. You're going to find all kinds of really awesome articles and reviews at decibelgeek.com. We want you to check out Decibel Geek TV on the YouTube because you're going to check out the new Coon Brothers rock video podcast and all the cool stuff Rock and Ron's got going on there. Then you go to Decibel Geek on the Facebook, get involved in the conversation, give us a big old like, give us a Facebook review. You want to give us a review on iTunes? We need one. Yeah, we do. We just don't like the ones from robots. We like the ones from real people. So come on, real people. Although maybe if we're winning the robots over, maybe our our numbers are going (laughs) to (laughs) jump. Maybe it's a good thing. It all starts with Voltron. If we can win him over, the rest of them will fall. We have some work to do after reading his review, though. We're going to have billions (laughs) of likes next week. Yes. Just like our heroes. Oh, boy. And then... When you're all said and done with that, you become a Decibel Geek VIP, and then you get all kinds of extra content that we're giving our special VIPs, the most ardent supporters of the show. They give us a little bit of money. They get a whole lot of stuff. There's hundreds of hours of back audio that you can listen to, and it's a lot of fun. I've got a new episode of Chris and Aaron's show coming up real soon, and we've got some other cool ideas we're going to be bringing up Mm -hmm. on uh, the Decibel Geek VIP, so get involved in that. And you know what? That's about it. So if you guys are ready to rock... I'm going to turn the microphone over back to Hollywood Pooney. All right. All right. So 96 to 2001 are some interesting years in uh, Jeff's life here. So uh, the member of KISS that shall not be named, I refuse to name him. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he has V's in his name. Um, uh, hires uh, hires Jeff to do some demos. Yeah, I have right? those. Uh, so there were five songs. Jeff knows Dana Strum, so that kind of connected. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, the the V guy and Jeff were ever <laughs> in the room together. They I think it was kind of passed from one to another. That's very but it was five Jeff. ballads. Yeah, <laughs> five ballads. So uh, uh, I don't think they went anywhere. Uh, no, I don't think I've heard versions of them. You've heard the demos, but I, I don't yeah. think anyone picked them up. Yeah. Um, my love goes with you, mm-hmm. uh, Gypsy in her eyes. Uh, uh, I'm on. Fire, fire for, for you, you. Yep. forbidden young blood. Yep. Those were the five songs. I think so. young blood, gypsy in her eyes, and young blood are the two good ones. And yeah, the rest of them are kind of schmaltzy ballads. The second kiss connection. The timing's a little weird. Some say it's 1991. Some say it's somewhere in the 96 range. Tommy Thayer and Phil Susan. Yeah, right. Mm. They did. Uh, they were trying to get a song together called Desolation Road, and they wanted Jeff to sing the lead. Oh, okay. I've never heard it, I never and heard. I don't even know if it exists. Huh. Uh, but it was in his book, so I'm assuming it exists. Yeah. Then you go, you know, you got a guy that's living in L.A., so he's doing commercials. He did some uh, songs for Keystone Beer, for <laughs> Mr. Pibb. Um, did music for the Chippendales touring group. Really? Yeah, so the bump I music that I guess the... I don't know. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. There's a Y&T Dr. Pepper commercial on YouTube. Oh, is there? i got to check that out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and then the five years was riddled with a disco cover band called Boogie Nights. Oh, boy. So he went under the name Umberto Banderas. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
And for five years, they went and did weddings and that kind of yeah, stuff. Probably made good money, too. Probably yeah, was, probably. Yeah. Uh, there's a release out there. I think you can get it on eBay. I have it. It's It was released in 97. It's got stuff like Get Down Tonight, Fire, Boogie Oogie Oogie. There's a uh, mashup of Welcome to the Jungle and Jungle Boogie. Oh, nice. Together. Wow. Um, so it's some interesting stuff. you, you got to pay the bill somewhere. I have to hear right? this. So are these yeah. like rock <laughs> out? I need it. Yeah, like rock out versions of these songs? Or? Uh, some. Yeah? Yeah, and some are just, you know, they're disco, right? I'm huh. Just the, the oddness of that, I have to hear it. Heavy, heavy metal disco. <laughs> um, and then... 2000 rolls around. There's rumors of a clean reunion, mm-hmm. right? That they were going to go back out and they're going to grab a singer. And so Jeff connects with Brian May and come to find out there were just rumors. Yeah. But Brian, uh, now knowing Jeff, invites him to the Queen convention that happened in 2003. There's an album out there where Jeff does a bunch of Queen sh- songs. It does them really, really well. Huh. And I did them so well. That depending on who you believe, he was offered the clean job. Wow. Now, when we asked Jeff directly on the interview in Growing Up Rock, uh-huh. he pleaded the fifth. Really? And said, take that for whatever it means. Why would you turn that down? I don't know if he ever got offered it, if he thought he got offered it. Yeah. Not sure. Maybe Brian but, May offered it because he was so enamored with what was going on and they were getting wow. along so Maybe. well, but nobody else signed off. Right. And then in 2004, yeah, what it was. 2004, they go out with Paul Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Right now, maybe the name wasn't big enough. Yeah, because right, Paul Rogers he moved tickets. Way more recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his name moved tickets for sure. So in that whole um, time frame, Jeff starts releasing more solo albums. So he'd released one earlier in the 90s, but it was more of a funk rock type of solo album. Didn't do that great. Yeah. Um, but then he decided to do some melodic rock stuff. So this is a more DIY type stuff. Um the drums is getting played by Alex Papa. The guitars are Gary Shutt and Howie Simon. Howie Simon's the guy who's out there or substituting for Oz Fox right now in Striper, yeah. right? Yeah. Guy plays a mean Malmsteen. I've seen him live, yeah. man. The guy can play. Um, so anyway, this song is called Eyes of Love. Is from the album Prism from 2002. Check this out. Get all into is bringing me down 
killer guitar playing on that, man. Yes. That's shredded worthy right there. Good stuff. It's a shame it's 2002, right? Yeah. It used to be like uh, 1987. It's very out of place, time-wise, yeah. But not in Sweden. Not in Sweden. Yeah, not in Sweden. it fits right in. The yeah. timeless rock of Sweden. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. I really want to go to Sweden right now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. It's just, the music scene is so good. It, Do they you know, fly direct from Nashville to Sweden? I doubt it. I don't think so. No? Uh-uh. Okay, I was just wondering. <laughs> rock and pod Sweden. Yeah, that's good. Hey, hey, I like that. <laughs> All right, so the next song... Um, it's one of those weird songs. So I'm a lyrics guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I love songs that connect to me uh, that could have kind of came out of my personal diary, and that's one of the reasons I like Hailstorm. She has a lot of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So this song connects to me, but I have absolutely no idea what the song's about. So I actually printed up the lyrics so you guys could check it out and help me out with this thing. But uh, it's off of, depending on who you believe, either 2003 or 2005's Cats and Dogs Talisman album. Okay. The song's called Mom, but it's technically just the words M-O-M, huh. and it it, uh, it uh, stands for My Own Misery, which would lead you to believe it's a song about suicide, but I'm not sure about that. Huh. Uh, but well, anyway, it's about his mom. Or it's about his mom. Who knows? I don't know. But I absolutely love the chorus in this song. It's one of my favorite Jeff Scott Soto-involved songs. Check it out. My Own Misery.
introspective. Yeah. Did we figure it out what the song's about? Probably. No. Not. Thanks. <laughs> I, well, like I said, I flew I, all the way here so you could help. Just me. so we could. Deco- you're asking us to decode lyrics. That's <laughs> that's your first mistake. The oracles um, of metal. Tell me what this yeah. song means. <laughs> My son, it means whatever you need it to mean. Yeah, that's probably what. Jeff <laughs> However, it speaks to you is what it says. I got the. It, I get, there's a little bit of spirituality stuff going on there, like maybe kind of finding your way out of your old self and trying to become a better person. Some lyrics make me think of addiction, like he's maybe overcoming an addiction. Yeah, maybe. So could be multiple. It's definitely about growth of some sort or trying to yeah. grow. Yeah, yeah. Because the lyrics kind of flip flop back and forth over, I'm moving on, and then back to I'm stuck. So it's. That's what I maybe it's just about the struggle of trying to become a better human. Oh, maybe. See, now that's, that's deep. That's why I didn't. Was that it. worth the airfare? That was worth the airfare. Oh, wow. Well, Thank nice you. Job, no, all right. Happy to help. <laughs> that's the story I'm sticking to <laughs> okay. from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know um, if I can help again. Now, <laughs> we've heard seven songs, and, you know, it's there's a theme, right? There's great lyrics, clever at times, mm-hmm. um, to the point at times. Uh, there's definitely back, big backing vocals. Oh, yeah. There's always a hook. Always. Right? This is the melody yeah. kind of formula that happens when you bring Jeff in. Yeah. Now, there is stuff that Jeff has released out there that doesn't have those things, but yeah. when you uh, when you go deep into those songs or you find out more about them, you find out that that stuff's already been written and he didn't get a chance to write it. He's right. just in a session doing the songs somebody told him to right. do, right? Right. But when he's involved, there's definitely those hooks. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the theme that I've seen so far is like all these songs are really kind of different from each other, but they still have the commonality that it all rocks, you know, and it's all yeah. really good. And it's all got, like you say, that groove and the beat and everything you, you want out of a good rock song, even though these are different variations of what different people might see as rock music, you know, but it's still it's all tied the same. And I haven't heard a song today so far that I haven't liked. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. All right. So the next thing. Uh, now we're at 2004. So there is a band getting formed called Planet Us. Mm-hmm. And the band is Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, Neil Sean, and Dean Castronovo. Wow. They start writing songs. I guess the Van Halen brothers decide they want to get back together. They pull Hagar and Anthony and kind of pisses off Neil Sean a little bit. It's almost right? like what Chickenfoot wound up being right? yeah, yeah almost yeah. yeah and they were talking to satriani being part oh, okay. of planet so us might also. Have been the early yeah of that yeah, yeah. Uh. so they get pulled and neil sean's out there because journey's still in hiatus he's right. out there looking for a bass player and a singer so he hears about jeff they didn't really know each other much so pulls jeff in to sing marco mendoza to come play bass because he'd been in white snake etc oh, he's yeah. a great player right and they changed the band from planet us to soul circus right yeah, they release an album in 2005. They do some U.S. dates, they do some European dates, and then the very thing Sean was pissed off about Hagar and Anthony, uh-huh. he leaves to go do Journey, and him and Dean pick up and leave and go do Journey. Uh, and, and then Scott, Jeff and Marco are like, "Hey, what yeah, the fuck? what Where just happened? Go? We thought this was supposed to be a band, <laughs> they right? Were just here a minute ago. Um, I think Jeff saw it as a band that was going to be. I think this was his gonna make it, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Eyes was probably a missed opportunity if that would have went better. That probably had some legs. Yeah. Um, you know, Talisman, if things happen different, they catch up in the States a little bit earlier, probably had some legs. This probably had some legs depending on just the name recognition, if nothing right. else. Yeah. Um, but songs are great off this album. The album's called World Play. 
The song we're going to play for you is called Highest Ground. And then a chronic throat infection happens. And we'll talk about that when we come back.
great song, man, but some heavy foreshadowing going on before that. What? Where does it go from here? Well, so the chronic throat infection was Steve Audrey in oh, yeah. Journey, right? So this happens yeah. 2004, 2005, what you okay. just heard. Right. And we get to 2006, and Journey's on tour, and Steve gets sick. Yeah. And they can't cancel the tour because they're on tour with Def Leppard, right? I mean, it's a major tour. So because Neil knew Jeff, he gets a call, flies in, does the show that night. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I think Chris went I to a show. S- I saw him here in Nashville. Yeah. It yeah. was the Journey and Def Leppard. And yep. Journey was amazing. They were great with him. Yeah. yeah. Crowd, the crowd, like they didn't get booed or anything. Like he fit in really well. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that was only that was my second opportunity to see him. So yeah. I saw him in Journey. I saw him at Conquer Pavilion in, uh, in San Francisco. But the first time I saw him was with Yngwie in 86 mm. in a club. But Technically, the Kaiser Convention Center, it's a convention center, but it's still a club okay. to me anyway. Now I remember it was Kaiser Convention Center. But uh, 20 years later, I see him with Journey. So I, when I found out he was going to be the singer, I'm like, oh, I got to go meet him. So yeah. it was the first time I met him, too. Oh, so you but, went backstage. Yeah, yeah. So it was the first time I met him. I went, did the whole meet and greet, got pictures and all that. Oh, did good. a shot of vodka with him, all that. Thing. Oh, sweet. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, ever since then, I'm not allowed to talk to him. But, you know, that's a different situation. <laughs> Um, <laughs> him and Richie Cotton. Yeah, yeah, him and Richie Cotton, which there's a story about that, too. Oh, I figured there would be. Um, so he's in Journey for about 11 months. Yeah. And uh, if you remember the movie Rockstar, there's a point in time where Marky Mark comes with his own songs. Yeah. And then he gets this he gets this talking to saying, AC and I write the songs. You don't write any songs. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. is Steel Dragon. Yeah. So you got to do the Steel Dragon thing. Yeah. It's very, very possible. My educated guest says Jeff got the same. This is a journey thing, so you uh-huh. get to do the journey thing. Yeah. Um, when, uh, we, when we interviewed Jeff, he, he out loud said, he's like, I don't know if I would have been able to last doing somebody else's songs for the yeah, rest of my right. life anyway. Yeah, and I get the impression, like from Arnell, who's in Journey, that they're just there's, you're not allowed any input. You're, you <laughs> yeah. just do what what Jonathan Kane and Neil Sean tell you to do. <laughs> yeah, right. And they're going to tell you separately because they're not going to come as a united front sometimes. Right. <laughs> and that's got to be tough for the the artist in a situation yeah. like that yeah. who's got that creative need, you know, to create. And it's like, nope, this is the box you're in. Yep. This is the box you got to stay, stay in, there. in there. Nope, nope, get back in there. No, get back in there. You know, <laughs> We'll get someone else if you don't want to be there. That's tough, you know. Yeah. Like, but I got to spread my wings. No, you get back in the cage with a bird and sing. Yeah, yeah, that makes It can it only be so validating to, to do someone else's material without getting any of your own input in there. So, yeah. I, I mean, even – and like the last time I saw – I, I mean, he's still touring with them now, and I guess they're okay. But like a couple of years ago, they did a, a performance on Good Morning America, and Arnell just looked absolutely miserable. And I was, I was thinking, I was like, if if Steve Perry ever says, "I think I can do it again," they're going to cut this guy so fast. Oh wow! And I think he'll be happy about it if they, he just he yeah. looks like he's trapped. It's been eleven years. It's a long and like that journey set, man. Can you imagine singing those songs oh, two hours God. a night? Yeah, that's, that's brutal. That's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Those songs aren't made to tour. No, no. Yeah. Look what it did to Steve Perry's voice. And he sounds great on his new stuff, but I, I just don't think he could do two hours a night of that. Oh, anymore. no way. No way. So let's fast forward to 2008. So Jeff knows this guy named uh, Paulo Mendoza, and he's a Swedish guitarist and songwriter. The guy's more R&B, mm-hmm. pop, soul kind of guy. And at times what Jeff will do in <laughs> – 
he himself will tell you he'll alienate his fans because everybody wants everything to sound like Ingvay Malmsteen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they remember. That's what they want everything to be. And he goes out of his way sometimes to go, that is not who I am, right? Yeah. Right? So he gets uh, together with Paulo and releases an album called Beautiful Mess. And then he messes with his fans even more and doesn't put it under the Jeff Scott Soto label. He puts it under JSS. Mm-hmm. So you go research Jeff Scott Soto, this album doesn't come up. But if you research JSS, it does. Huh. Right? Oh, wow. So it's just like, come on, dude. Don't make <laughs> things hard. <laughs> right? I'm trying to follow here. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the album's called Beautiful Mess. And... JSS, <laughs> I guess it's like what Diddy and Puff Daddy, and he just keeps changing his name. What's he yeah. now? Is he back to Puff Daddy? I have no idea. You're asking the wrong people. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't know. Why? Well, I don't know. I was just wondering. Um, but anyways, uh, the song's called Mountain. Check it out. It's a little bit of a funky song. There's a man sitting on a mountain, and he's feeling ten foot high, looking for a superman to teach him how to fly. There's a man sitting on a sanctuary with nothing on his mind. Got nothing but his dignity. He ain't got no dime. He's going nowhere, but he doesn't want to leave. Feeling easy, cause he's got his peace. Looking for a savior.
mountain. That's a departure. Yeah, again, the diversity of all these different songs we're hearing today is pretty mind-blowing. Yeah, and Apollo, is a he's a talented dude because on that whole album, basically, Jeff's doing the vocals, Apollo's doing everything else, basically. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. from drums all the way, right? So really, really talented guy. That's, That's interesting. Awesome. Yeah. All right. You're hitting me in the wallet here today, man. <laughs> I know. Me too. Find these albums now. I want to get everything we've talked about today. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's all out there somewhere. Well, most of it is anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. So we are coming up to the last song. I know we're going to do this as a playout song, yeah. but I guess where I want to, what I want to say is the guy's talented. There's absolutely mm, no doubt. No doubt. If you don't know where to start, I would start at Lost in the Translation, which was a solo album he released in 2004. Or if you want to try with the Talisman stuff, start with Genesis. That's on iTunes. You can get it there. Um, if you like the funky stuff, try Beautiful Mess. That's on um, also on iTunes. I dig it. If you love the ballads, which I really left all the ballads out of here, and he's got some amazing ones. Oh, yeah. There's oh, an yeah. uh, album called Essential Ballads. Uh-huh. Uh, talk about something that will definitely get you laid. <laughs> All the, you won't make it through the third song. Like, you know, it's going to be like, you know, the movies you watch, that you don't get past the third minute. Right. You know, yeah. those movies. Oh, yeah, those yeah, movies. yeah, those movies, uh, yeah. And yeah. if you wear a Decibel Geek t shirt while you do it, then, <laughs> yeah, then totally seal the deal. We cannot be responsible for the babies you make. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely uh, check the guy out. But the last song we're going to uh, play is off an album called Damage Control, and it's from 2012. He had a bunch of musicians come and help him out including Dave Menachetti, plays a solo on a song called Bonafides Ballad. Right on. But uh, we wanted to leave you with like a rocking song. So, you know, if you didn't know any better, this would be a clip song or yeah. a wet song or yeah. one of those. So it's definitely got that Sweden rock flavor to it. But the song is uh, written by Jeff and Joel Hoekstra. Mm. So, of course, the guitar playing is going to be incredible. Right. And... Uh, Songs called "Look Inside Your Heart." All right. Well, before we play the song out, let's we got to give plugs to you yeah, and your many yeah, projects now. So, where can people find you? And right for the second half of the show now. Yeah, and, yeah. Find, <laughs> and find the podcast that you do. Yeah. So the two main podcasts I'm on. Uh, one is Growing Up Rock. That's G R O W I N, no G at the end. Uh, you can check us up on Growing Us or uh, GrowingUpRock.com or on podchaser.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can vote for us in the Podcast Kings. It's a very, very close vote right now between us and the Canadian geeks. Yeah. Um, and then the other podcast I'm on is Podcast Rock City. I'm a huge KISS fan, just like you guys are. Yeah. And uh, Joe and Jody have been great to me. And uh, great so, on that show. Yeah. Thank you very much. I've been on that show for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I love talking KISS every Sunday. I mean, that's so fun. Those yeah. guys are great. Too. Yeah, I those guys are just good heart. Yes. No doubt. Yeah. And then uh, I do a radio show on Wednesdays yeah. uh, with Brent and D-Rock in this podcast, Rock City Radio Show. We play Kiss Tunes. We'll do Sweet Sixteens, kind of like the March Madness thing. Yeah. We'll do them live on Facebook, so that's fun, and we do that on Wednesday nights. So, cool. So, yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming and doing this. It's been educational and fun. I love it. Can't tell you what an opportunity it is to be here. I was telling you earlier, I was nervous this morning. I don't know why. You two make me nervous. That's what it is. Well, and now they're looking at me people. weird, and I'm in this weird room. And Well, thanks for the Jeff Scott Soto, and uh, enjoy, yeah. guys, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.